Disclaimer, I do not own the Street Fighter series, nor do I own the characters. They are owned by Capcom. Please support the official releases, and please enjoy your listen. Thank you. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Fighting Game Podcast. I'm your host, Raiden Perez, and today we're going to be taking a look at Street Fighter 4. Now, this is probably one of my favorite Street Fighter games almost of all time, just because of how much detail there is in this game. So anyway, let's already move on to development history, and I have a special announcement to make when the podcast ends, so look forward for that. Anyway, development history, here we go. Okay, so this game was developed by Capcom and Dimps, and this was also published by Capcom, and the producer was uh, Yoshinori Ona. Sorry if I mispronounced your name. This game came out July 18th, 2018 for arcades, and came out a year later for home consoles, being PS3 and Xbox 360. And also a year later after that, it came out for iPhones on February 23rd, 2010. So yeah, little to no... Uh, this game was heavily, um, ported to almost every single thing, and, yeah, it started with arcades, the home consoles, to portability on phones, so, um, this game definitely got around back in the day. Um, so, Yoshino Ono wanted to do a new Street Fighter game, but, uh, Keiji Inafune was a little hesitant because it's been about eight years when, um, they stopped doing Street Fighter. And the reason for this is because a couple of reasons, actually, uh, being the fighting game crash and just hesitation of, like, not wanting to do another Street Fighter game because uh, where Third Strike has basically just peaked for the franchise. So they kind of left it dormant for eight years, not wanting to touch it. But with fans craving a next Street Fighter game and just wanting more, uh, Keiji Ufune gave in and gave um, Yoshino Orno the... Uh, project that he needed, and so Street Fighter 4 began production. And that's mainly it, and uh, oh boy, there's a lot of stuff with it here. So anyway, let's move on to gameplay. Okay, so the gameplay, there's a good chunk to talk about. Now, obviously, we still have the six-button layout being light, medium, and heavy punches for both punches and kicks. Uh, We have throws, we have blocking, we have special moves, and we still have dizzy and stun. Uh, So now there's a lot of new mechanics in this game. So for one little small thing, there's chip damage, and I've explained this a couple times before, but a chip damage is basically if I'm still blocking and if you hit me with an attack, I'll take a little bit of chip damage on it, or I'll just take a little bit of damage. Uh, There is also um, four bars a meter and a super bar, but we'll get to that eventually. But um, with the four bars you have right now, you can use EX moves. Uh, now this wasn't the first game to do it, uh, basically taking place from, uh, Third Strike's, uh, meter use. Um, yeah, the EX moves are taken from that, and, uh, basically buffed up powerful versions of your special moves. Uh, so anyway, the new mechanic we have in this game specifically is called Focus Attacks. Armor moves that can lead into big damage, but, um, takes a lot of health away from you. Because if someone attacks, it'll eat that much health away. So they're good on counter hits. But, um, yeah, focus, focus attacks are really good and just, like, put in a whole another level of, like, high play into this. Uh, we also have dashing. If you double tap forward or double tap back, you'll uh, run in that certain direction. Uh, we also have ultra combos, which is, um, basically, uh, super moves, like, uh, 
Injustice super moves uh, where basically it goes in this little anime cut scene where they just uh, beat the crap out of your opponent and just not restricted by uh, gameplay rules. And they just do an all-finishing blow on their opponent. They're really, really cool. And then there's also super combos, which basically all four of your bars are filled. You can do a double quarter circle and just, uh, you know, uh, do the same thing as uh, ultra combos, but to a lesser extent. Uh, they're still cool, but they definitely lack the flair of ultra combos. Also, um, these bars aren't really worth anything, for the super at least. Uh, I mean, sure, they look cool, but um, if you want to get good at the game, uh, I suggest uh, saving your bars for special moves. Uh that's not everything, however. Uh, there's a lot of competitive text in this. Um, it, it's super, super hard because um, when this game came out in 2008 and just basically evolving through, uh, I believe, 2014 uh, is when the game officially end, ended. Um, yeah, things have definitely like went to a point where they're just like the competitive community just discovered more and more text for this game. And, uh, yeah, it definitely just evolved with the game at that point. And also another thing is just, um, this game is really, really strict on combos. Um, now they said they wanted to make it more atone to Street Fighter 2, basically having it inherit that title. And let me tell you, it definitely feels like that because the combo windows here are very, very short and very, like, I can barely get these off consistently, there's only a couple I get it off consistently, but um, these combos are super, super hard. Uh, it's easy to learn, but really hard to master. And like I said, the combos are super strict. Um, the attacks when you do them are super fun along with special moves. They're super fun. They have a lot of weight to them, and they feel really, really good. Um, now, the round counter for this game is also round one, along with all the other games. This whole series... Um, it was the kind of one to start with, like, the round one and basically just kind of kept it. So, standard, but for this series, it's pretty nice. Um, also, there's an awesome announcer to this game, and that voice is really, really good because it really gets you pumped for battling. And there is a total of 28 stages. And with stages, there's also music. But before we talk about the music, there is modes to this game. So, uh, for modes, we have Arcade Mode, which uh, basically has a rival fight, a boss at the end, and yeah, also, depending on which rival you fight, you, you get a uh, kind of like in-game little cutscene to where they both react to each other. And it could be friendly, it could be deadly, but um, hey, that's just how it goes. Um, also, another cool gameplay thing is, when you go to Versus or anything like that, uh, you can basically pick which um version of the game you want to play throughout the years so basically um i could pick a version one of ryu aside from the final version of ryu or the mid versions it's a little weird but it's still super super cool uh but yeah it's a weird addition but pretty cool um there is also bonus stages in this game i believe there's three um you also have your regular versus. You have your network battle, which has ranked, endless, team, tournament, online training, the replay channel, and ranking. There's also challenge for uh, combo trials. And then there's also um, training, player data, options, and the software manual. And I believe all those are self-explanatory. Also, a fun little fact. Um, I'm not sure if this happens for uh, the Xbox versions. But um, if you play this on PS4... 
uh, the announcer will say the name through the controller. And I just think that's a nice little touch. But anyway, let's move on to that music I was talking about. Okay, so let's talk about this music. So the composer for this was um, Hideyuki uh, Fukusawa. Um, sorry if I mispronounced your name. Um, it's a good spin on the regular classic themes, and the new character themes are really good and really distinctive. And that's what I really like um, from music in my fighting games. I want everyone's music to be a little diverse and like I can call out the music and be like, oh yeah, that's this person's theme and that's this person's theme. But... um. Anyway, uh, Volcanic Rim is, like, the best stage music ever. Oh, and by the way, there's also stage music and character themes. So there's a lot of themes going around in this game, and they are all really, really great. The character themes are a little better than the stage themes, but that just goes to show how good the themes are in this game. But yeah, Volcanic Rims is probably my favorite stage and favorite um, music on that stage. And uh, Balrogs is probably by far my favorite remix out of the entire cast. Even the new ca characters' themes, uh, my favorites are probably Sea Vipers and uh, Rufus and a little bit of Abel. I think those are like probably my like three favorites, if I had to say. But um, yeah, no, Balrog's theme easily beats out almost every single other theme in this game. And also when this game first came out, um, this doesn't show up in Ultra or the other versions of Street Fighter, I'm pretty sure. But I'm pretty sure it shows up in original Street Fighter 4. But um, in original Street Fighter 4, the main theme was uh, Indestructible by uh, Next Door featuring uh, Flo Rider. Uh, now this opening was really, really good. And the song with it was also really, really good. They got rid of it for future installments and fair enough. Uh, they kind of had to do it, otherwise they keep the lines, the licensing. But um, anyway, um, even like the later themes, or just like the later cinematics, looks really, really good for the opening. But um, I still say uh, the indestructible theme uh, is probably the best one. And when most people think about the theme in this uh, game, they probably think of indestructible. But anyway, um, overall, the music in this is really great. And there's a lot of it, too, so I definitely recommend listening to it because uh, you're definitely going to be there for a minute if you're going to listen to it. Um, but anyway, let's move on to the looks of the game. Okay, so the artist for this game was Daigo Ikeno. Um, he previously worked on the Street Fighter III series, um, Third Strike, um, basically keeping it similar to Street Fighter 2. So I wanted to do something a little different with this game, giving them a hand-drawn calligraphy strokes with ink smudges and ink sprays um, with black outlines surrounding the characters. Uh, the visuals are absolutely outstanding and probably the best out of the whole series. And this is definitely my preferred way to look at the Street Fighter characters with the uh, calligraphy art. Um, Daigo Ikana did a wonderful job with this game. And definitely, he put it out there, and it did really, really great. Um, the art in this game looks amazing. And that's all I really have to say about it. The stages look absolutely amazing uh, with the borders and all that. Um, the characters look really, really great. Um, especially when you go to the 3D models, oh my gosh, they look amazing, especially when they do their supers. That whole uh, sequence, when it happens, looks absolutely amazing. Um, also, one more thing. So, when you are doing arcade mode, there is animated cutscenes in this game for, like, the beginning and the end of them. Uh, now, some of them definitely look better than others. Um, 
I can't really go through the liberty of talking which endings were better and which endings were um, worse animation wise. Uh, but overall, they do look um, very shiny, very colorful, and just very um, colorful. And they look really, really good. Uh, but the uh, ink art in this game is very amazing. And the anime cutscenes in the beginning are pretty cool. So overall, definitely look at the art in this game. It's amazing. And Daijo Ikena, you did an amazing job. So let's move on to probably one of my longest segments in this specific recording. The characters. So this is probably going to be my longest segment in this uh, listen for you guys. So um, you're probably not going to go know why, but um, let me tell you really quick. So Street Fighter 4, when it ended, ended with 44 characters and all these characters having costumes. So this is going to be like um, the Judgment character reading, but a lot longer because uh, there's 44. That's almost double from that roster. And uh, 12 of these being new characters. So uh, let's get started, shall we? So we have Ryu, who is played by Kyle Hebert, uh, who is playing him in English, and uh, Hiroki Takahashi, who plays him in Japan, uh, Ken, who is played by Ryuben Lag- L- Lagden, sorry if I mispronounce your name, who plays him in English, and Yuji Kishi, who plays him in Japan. And uh, we have Chun-Li, who is played by uh, Laura Bailey, uh, who plays her in English. And then uh, Fumiko Urikashi, who plays her in uh, Japan. And uh, for Guile, we have him played by uh, Travis Willingham, who does him for English. And uh, Hiroki Yatsumoto, who plays him in Japan. Uh, for Dalsum, we have Christopher Beavis, or Beavins, uh, who plays him in English. And then... Uh, Daisuke Igawawa, who plays him in Japan. Uh, Blanca, he is played by uh, Tali Sin Jeffy, who plays him in English. And uh, Yuji Uda, who plays him in Japan. Uh, Zangief, he is played by Peter Beckman, who plays him for English. And then uh, Kenta Miyaki, who plays him in Japan. Uh, E-Honda is played by uh, John Snyder for English. And uh, Yoshishi Kazu Nagano, who plays him in Japan. Uh, for Balrog, he is played by Bob Carter, who plays him for English. And uh, Japan, he is played by uh, Satoshi Suryoko. Sorry if I mispronounced your name. Uh, in Japan, uh, Vega, he is played by Doug Earlhots, uh, who plays him in English. And uh, Ju. Junichi Suwabe, who plays him in Japan. Uh, Saga is played by um, Isaac C. Singleton uh, Jr. for English. And then uh, Daisuke Endo plays him in Japan. Uh, Bison is played by uh, Gerald C. Rivers uh, for English. And Noro Wakamoto plays him in Japan. Uh, Kami is played by uh, Kataline Glass for English. And uh, Miyuki uh, Sawashiro for Japan. Uh, Fei Long is played by Matthew Mercer for English, and uh, Yuichi Nakamura plays him in Japan. Uh, DJ is played by Chris Kane for English, and uh, Kenji Hamado for Japan. Uh, T-Hawk is played by uh, David Vincent for English, and uh, Toru Naro for um, Japan. 
Akuma is played by Dave Mallow for English, and uh, Taki Toro plays him in Japan. Gen is played by um, Michael Sorich uh, for English, and uh, Yohei Tadana- Tadano for Japan. Um, Adon is played by the same person who plays Blanca, uh, Talison Jeffy. Uh, and then uh, Atsui Imoru- Imoruka for Japan. Dan is played by um, Ted Soraka for English and uh, Toshiyuki Kusawada plays him in Japan. Um, Sakura is played by uh, Brittany Lee Harvey for English and uh, Misato Fuken is uh, plays her in Japan. Um, Rose is played by Gina Grad for English and then uh, Akino Watanabe for uh, Japan. Uh, Cody is played by um, Michael T. Coleman for English and a uh, Daisuke Kishiho for um, Japan. Guy is played by Jason Miller for English and uh, Sugo Magami for Japan. Uh, Ibuki is played by Kate Steele for English and um, Ayami Fujimura plays her in uh, Japan. Uh, Dudley is played by Stuart McLean, uh, Stuart McLean, or McLean for English, and uh, Nami Kusumi uh, plays him in uh, Japan. Uh, Makoto is played by Jessica D. Stone and uh, for English, and uh, Makoto Sumura plays Makoto in Japan. Kind of a funny way to see it. Uh, Yoon is played by Todd Hapricorn for English, and uh, Kentaro Ito plays him in Japan. Uh, Yang is played by um, Johnny Young Boch uh, for English, and uh, Matsukuza uh, Suzuki for Japan. Uh, Elena is played by Karen Dyer for English, and uh, Saki Fujita plays her in uh, Japanese. Um... Rolento is played by Damon Clark for English, and uh, Jin Yamano plays him in Japan. Uh, and Hugo is played by Patrick Stites uh, for English, and uh, Wataro Takagi plays him in Japan. Oh boy. So we've gone through a good chunk of the characters, but I'm going to make a separate segment for the new characters. So let's uh, move on to the new segment for the uh, new characters. Okay, so let's move on to the new characters. So uh, first up, we have Abel, who is uh, played by Jason uh, Riblit for English, and then uh, Kenji Takahashi plays him in Japan. So um, I would try to describe Abel, but... uh. He is a very hard character to describe, uh, mainly because he almost has little to no personality. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to find out, but uh, I'll do my best trying to explain what he is and does. Uh, I believe he is a, um, uh, what's the term? Uh, hit boxer, I think? Or, no, Judo. Judo. That's what it is. Judo. Sorry. Uh, he's a uh, Judo person, and uh, he has a relation 
uh, shipped to one of the boss characters on here, being Seth. Uh, yeah, I really can't explain what he really does. Uh, he helps uh, Chun-Li and Guile. That's about it. But uh, yeah, he's a helpful fellow and just a te- big old teddy bear. It's the best way I can put it. Uh, next, we have Z Viper, who is played by um, Michelle Ruff uh, for English and uh, Mia Sonozaki for Japan. Now, Z Viper is calm, cool, calculating, and a single mother in the game, taking care of a um, single uh, girl that is hers. Um, yeah, so Z Viper works for an agency trying to take down Sin. And avenge her fallen comrades. Uh, sea Viper uh, can get... Sea Viper doesn't really get mad. She just gets a little agitated, I guess is the best way to put it. But uh, she always tries her best on her missions. Uh, next up, we have El Fuerte, who is played by um, J.B. Blaine for English. And uh, Daisuke Ono plays him for Japan. Um, so El Fuerte is a luchador. And if you don't know what a luchador is, a luchador is someone who hides behind a mask for wrestling to hype up a crowd for when they go into the ring. Um, no one knows who they are. They're just that person and a stage on um, wrestling. And El Fuete uh, dreams to become the best fighting cook ever. Uh, super energetic, super full of energy, and just overall giving his best effort. Um, next we have, uh, Rufus, who is played by Christopher Corey Smith for English and, uh, Wataro, or Wataro, yeah, Wataro, uh, Hatane. Um, I, I really can't think of anything that can describe Rufus aside from being very loud and a, uh, very long train being where he just doesn't shut up. Uh, because he talks a lot. And uh, self-proclaimed rival of uh, Ken. Um, not really sure what Capcom was thinking about this character. But, uh, hey, um, can't really, I can't really think of anything to describe Rufus. Aside from being his very loud mouth. And just very, just doing his best, I guess. And trying to uh, one-up Ken. It's about it. That's really I can only think of. So, um, uh, next we have Goken. Uh, Douglas Lee plays him in English, and uh, Taru Okawa, Okawa plays him for uh, plays him for English. So, um, uh, Goken, uh, the master to Ryu and Ken. And now, if some of you guys who have listened to Street Fighter One, the first episode I did on this, you're probably thinking, uh. How is he still alive? And uh, we'll get to that when uh, we do the arcade mode, the arcade segment. But um, let's just focus on character-wise. Character-wise, he is very calm, strict, and um, very caring towards Ryu and Ken. Um, Anyway, next we have Juri, a fan favorite specifically from this game. Uh, She is played by Jessica Straws for English, and uh, Eri Kitamura plays her for Japan. Uh, now, Yuri is probably the definition of a sadist and someone 
who just really likes to toy with you. Um, and very much loves a very uh, deadly brawl, has the best way I could put it. Uh, yeah, Jury is a fan favorite for a reason, uh, for her mannerisms, for the way she speaks. Uh, she's definitely up there in Capcom's favorite characters in Street Fighter of all time. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's mainly Jury. Uh, Hakan, who is played by Lance J. Holt for English, and uh, Shintaro Ohato uh, plays him for Japan. Now, Hakan is a um, oil Turkish wrestler who wants to spread the world of oils, oil wrestling, who is very enthusiastic, uh, really likes to spread his word, and very headstrong, and kind of jumps to conclusions for a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, he's actually pretty cool. I actually like him. Uh, next, we have the main boss of this game, and the main antagonist of this game, aside from M. Bison, being uh, Seth, who is played by um, Michael McCona- McConaughey, for English, and um, Akiho Otsuko plays him in Japan. Uh, now, Seth is a doll, which is also a replacement body for Bison, but Seth apparently grew a conscience and thinks he is better and uh, that he can just take over Shadowloo and start his own company and just spit in Bison's face. Um, next, we have uh, Poison, uh, who you might know from the uh, Final Fight series, who is played by Karin Stressman for English and Atsuka Tanaka. Tanaka. Now, Poison is also uh, very headstrong, uh, always wants to get done, and she just, um, she very much just wants uh, everyone to be like, hey, look at this, this is me, and I can be the top of the world and show everyone what I'm made of. Um, she's also very confident, uh, that she will make it there as a uh, number one. Um, next up we have a uh, DiCapri who is played by, uh, Kataline Glass for English and, a uh, Miyuki Sawazawa for, um, Japan. Uh, now DiCapri is sister to Kami and, um, she is brainwashed to a point where she doesn't know who she is anymore. All she knows is that uh, either kill um, Cammy or uh, follow Bison's orders. And uh, last but not least, we have Evil Ryu and Oni. Uh, Evil Ryu and Oni are played by... Um, well, Oni is played by Akuma's voice actor, and Evil Ryu is played by... Um, Ryu's voice actor. So I've already talked about Evil Ryu and what he is, uh, but Oni is basically the same thing, but with Akuma. So if Akuma gives in to the Satsui no Hado, he becomes Oni, uh, the super-powered version of himself. And that's mainly it for the new characters, uh, being all 12 of them. Now, this game had these 12 characters, and not a lot of them took off from this game. The only one that was really everyone's fan favorites were probably Sea Viper and, um, uh, where, oh, Poison, Seth, and, uh, Zuri. Um, those were only the real ones that were really like, ah, yes, the favorites of Street Fighter 4. Um, so anyway, let's move on to the biggie, which is the story. Okay, so the story is going to be. Uh, pretty simple for this. 
Um, it's going to be like Street Fighter 2 story, but uh, anyway, let's move on. So uh, Seth, one of Shadowloo's experiments, escapes and uh, starts up SIN and hosts another um, World Warrior tournament um, in hopes to lure out Ryu, uh, which he thinks um, will finish the weapon that SIN is developing. So he plans to take Ryu's Satsui no Hado to um, finish that weapon. But uh, he fights with M. Bison, uh, loses, and uh, he gets destroyed along with his lab uh, while M. Bison says to him uh, that this was all a part of his plan and that he was just a pawn uh, overall and uh, just kind of leaves him there to die. Um, and uh, this sets things in motion to uh, Street Fighter V. Um, now, also, before I end this segment, because that's mainly it, um, there is also a short OVA for this game, which, um, hey, I'm not sure if it's canon. I dig a little, I did a little digging to see if it was or was or was not canon, but, um, I couldn't really find a definitive answer, but, um, I haven't seen it, so I don't know if it's good or not. But, um, it is Street Fighter related, so, hey, uh, you might as well, uh, go take a look at it and see if it's good or not. Um, so anyway, let's move on to another big segment, the arcade endings. So, let's go on. Okay, so this is a pretty long segment. So, there are a lot of arcade endings in this. 44 for each character. A beginning and an end. Um... Now, at the end, these are fully animated, and at the beginning, it's a little kind of still images. Uh, they still look good, though. Just wanted to point that out. So, um, anyway, I'll give down quick summaries of the characters and say which ones are canon or not. So, uh, let's move on. So, uh, Ryu uh, continues walking the path of the warrior. Uh, yeah, that's pretty canon, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Ken becomes a dad. That's definitely canon. Uh, Chun-Li stays a cop. Yeah, sounds canon. Uh, Guile basically uh, avenges Charlie. And uh, yeah, that's, again, almost pretty canon. Uh, Dalsum brings water back to his village. Uh, this could be canon, but I... I yeah, just happens. Um Blanca becomes friends uh, with the people at his village, and that's a nice little thing. Um, Zangief tries to make it to the tournament. Uh, E-Honda tries to get Sumo into the Olympics. Uh, Balrog takes uh, one of Bison's replacement bodies, and this is this one's canon. Uh, Vega leaves before anyone could chase him. So, um, yeah, he just kind of leaves the aftermath. Uh, Sagat, uh, he lets his rage leave him and just becomes more friendly of a person and a more calm person at that. Uh, I know this one's canon. Uh, Bison, uh, destroys Seth and, uh, fights Jury. Um, Kami, um, she, uh, tries to snuff out Shadaloo and, uh, Sin and also helps, uh, one of the dolls or replacement bodies um, of bisons from back in the day. Uh, Fei Long, uh, he wants to find out uh, more about Shadaloo and Sin. 
or S-I-N. Um, DJ just basically dances. Uh, T-Hawk, he finds uh, one of the dolls um, and his um, lover being uh, Julie. And we, you, you might know Julie from uh, the Street Fighter Alpha series of one of the hidden characters. Uh, yes, yeah, so this is where she was for the longest time. Um, and then we have Akuma, who is trying to master the Tatsui no Hado. Uh, Gen, who is trying to escape death and trying to fight back. Uh, Adon becomes the king of Muay Thai, since Sagat has basically almost given it up to a, a more peaceful path. Uh, Dan, he tries to get more members for his, um, dojo. Uh, Sakurai wants to, um, know if she's gotten stronger. Uh, Rose basically just almost dies trying to stop Bison. Uh, Cody goes for a little jog outside of his cell. Um, Guy saves Rose from Bison. Um, Ibuki, uh, wants, um, to meet people, uh, before she has to go on her training camp for ninjas. Uh, Dudley wants to get more roses. Uh, Makoto, um, is trying to rebuild her dojo. Uh, Yun and Yang basically go on an adventure together. Uh, Elena wants to travel the world. Rolento wants SIN's weapon. Uh, Hugo wants to become strong like a potato. Um, that's his character thing. Uh, potatoes are strong to him, so be that as it may. Um, Abel, uh, this is also pretty boring. Uh, gets home and basically wants to travel. Um, sea Viper tries to expose S.I.N. and Shadowloo just like Cammy. Uh, El Fuerte wants to make the best um, meal for fighters ever. Uh, Rufus basically just travels. Uh, Goken uh, wants to get back into the ring and see the new generation of fighters. But um, meets Ken and Ryu along the way. So, there's a reason for why he's still alive and why Ken and Ryu are shocked. So, uh, when uh, Goku and Akuma were basically fighting, uh, Goken uh, exited his body because he mastered the opposite of the Sasui no Hado, the light side, and mastered the power of nothingness. So, he basically exited his body for a little while, so he basically took his body, but he didn't kill his soul. And so he went back in his body and everything was back all good again. So, um, hey, there's that. Uh, um, Jury just basically backstabs Seth and kills him. Uh, Hakan wants to spread, a, spread the word of oil wrestling. Uh, Seth, um, Jury comes to Seth for work. But um, we all know Jury just basically backstabs him. Uh, and Bison just destroys all of his other bodies. Uh, Poison, she makes a rock band, and it becomes a hit. So that's pretty funny. Um, DiCapri uh, just wants to kill Kami, and uh, Evil Ryu gives in to the Satsumi no Hado, and the same thing with Oni, Okuma gives in to the Satsumi no Hado. And that's basically it for um, arcade endings. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of them, uh, definitely a lot of speculation, whether to see which one's canon and which one isn't, and trying to connect the dots to where they all connect is super, super weird, but, um, I'll leave it at that. So anyway, uh, let's move on to the end.
And we're here at the end of the Street Fighter 4 um, episode. So uh, we only have a few more after this, but um, overall, what do I think of Street Fighter 4? I think it's really good. Yeah, it's definitely hard and not the easiest Street Fighter to go with, but it is definitely probably my favorite Street Fighter game of all time. Uh, the music, uh, the first ever voice acting for the characters, and um, the stages, just everything about this game is really, really good. Sure, there's not a lot to do aside from versus and arcade and online, but overall, this game is still really, really fun. I definitely recommend you check it out. And moving on to the big announcements, I'm still doing the polls uh, to see if um, you guys still want me to do um, advice for fighting games for beginners to casuals. Um, I'm also still doing the questionnaire for people who listen on Spotify to uh, check out and leave down um, comments to be uh, if you guys want me to do... um, a specific fighting game or a fighting game series and that might be the next episode after the marathon so you should definitely uh, leave a comment and see um what game would you like me to do um you could also follow me under fighting game history to get more um posts and whatnot for instagram for um fighting game history or fighting game history with raiden um so anyway, uh, that's basically it for the Street Fighter 4 episode. Uh, thank you guys for coming. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys super, super much. And uh, I hope you guys have a nice night. And remember, the match is in your hands.